0: I grind for the love of the game. You know my takes are scorching hot. I grind for the love of the game. Projecting the jump is back. Podcast seven, ready or not?
1: Is that right? <laughs> Blind Jay, this that's your third time doing it and uh, third time holding back the laugh fully. So I do appreciate that. I uh, I got to respect that skill.
0: <laughs> well, again, we uh, we're not these are these pods we've been putting out. Um, the first, you know, the pre-draft content stuff. Uh, I had a buddy of mine uh, named Austin. Shout out uh, to the player one. He like plays video games on Facebook and people like that. He's good at it. Good guy. Uh, Probably good at video games. Um, Knows a lot about editing and he was helping us uh, with that sort of stuff. So these last two have been straight through and this one's going to be the same way. So I was kind of proud of that. Um, It's a cool feeling. So eventually we'll have fancy editing and whatnot. But right now these are just you know, straight through uh primitive uh audio files. So um so yeah I'm just singing the song a cappella for now. Pretty soon we'll get a band and we'll uh we'll do it big.
1: <laughs> yeah, be uh, like Jimmy Kimball.
0: So we're gonna we're gonna try to do a shorter pod uh today. Um I'll give you the topic in a second, but um Natron was just telling me about, about a text he got related to the pod. Um so Natron... Tell me about that.
1: Yeah, it was. It's been cool to see this. Uh, as the podcast has been growing, uh, we've been kind of, as we mentioned, have been just been floored by how many people have uh, subscribed to it and followed everything. Um, but I got a text from a friend of mine who, who, as far as I know, hasn't ever watched a basketball game. Um, I get my copy from him he's a coffee roaster um and he said he goes oh my my brother-in-law uh whose name is paul boris uh, avid listener um, hmm. uh, who i also i'm not sure has ever watched a basketball game he's like paul is a massive fan of the podcast and he told me i have to be listening to it um so i thought that was pretty cool from one non-basketball fan to another uh are spreading so i guess we're we're I don't know exactly what our metrics look like. Maybe we're equally as popular in the non-basket fantasy basketball crowd as we are fantasy basketball. Um, but uh we'll need to do some deeper dive on that.
0: Shout out, Paul. Thank you for listening. Um ironically, I got a text last night that was probably my favorite reach out that I've had. Uh it was also a buddy who I know doesn't definitely doesn't play fantasy basketball, doesn't seek out basketball, has probably been to a game or two in their life um shout out to my boy pat lakeman um you know and we're, we're good buds but we're not close buds you know like i was invited to his wedding but i i bet i was one of the last cuts like if they had to cut a couple people you know like it was flattering that i was invited so i got a text from him and he's you know Is complimenting it, wait the so you, if
1: you if you feel like you're one of the last invites <laughs> do you you dress differently than if you feel like you were the first invites
0: uh i don't think so i mean I it was one of those things where like his main group of friends, I was in that group of friends. Um, and so like, not, you know, we're good enough friends, but it was one of those things where if he forgot me, I wouldn't have been insulted. Um, but the fact that he did invite me, I was like, Oh, that's nice. I didn't know I was like wedding invite level. And I definitely didn't know I was listening to the, my podcast about fantasy basketball level. Chat out Paul. Um, so yeah, where real was, quickly, what was his, name? his name was uh Pat Patrick. That's Pat. Oh, Pat. Yeah. So thank you Pat for listening um so yeah if if you are listening uh please subscribe uh wherever you get your podcast and all that good stuff I uh, wanted to remember to say that um so just wanted to get that out in the, f- the front of the pod um okay so our topic today uh, we're gonna go through a little bit of waiver wire stuff um we're gonna do like a rest of season checkup I got some questions for Nate and Nate I believe you have uh, done a dive into the Raptors, right?
1: Yeah, so use this time to get your passports ready. We're going north of the border. <laughs>
0: All right, so, and, so uh, and,
1: and just real real quick for I yeah. before you hop in your wave wire, I just want to uh uh do the obligatory uh Kelly Oubre reference, um, and and, and just comment that on basketballreference.com, I just just realized this that uh I'm pretty sure he's wearing uh some pearl. He's like he's wearing he's wearing pearl necklaces with uh with his Hornets jersey. Um, so just just noticed that today, and I thought that kind of stood out. So I uh, feel like it needed to be said.
0: Do you know what a pearl necklace is, as far as like the di- dirty middle school joke version?
1: Yeah, yeah, no. yeah. In, in in this case, it looks like it's uh an actual um you know like from the ocean pearl necklace. I was always
0: particularly bad at remembering what those things were, and I won't go on a long tangent, but, you know, things that were nicknamed after towns and, you know, if you like a Cleveland steamer. Mm. <laughs> I was never really good at that stuff. I don't know. Maybe I didn't value it enough, but uh, I didn't ever know what those things were when a kid would ask me
1: well now we get the internet and that kind of solved all that
0: <laughs> okay so getting away from cleveland steamers um i <laughs> uh, i made up a fairly convoluted award uh and this is the where the hell did this come from award for the most sh- shocking and sudden fantasy relevant player this year so nay i will ask you before getting started um which waiver wire find this season not named Bull Bull, uh do you feel like was the most out of nowhere? That's made you go like,
1: whoa. Kelly Olinick. Kelly Olinick. Okay.
0: Well, Kelly Olinick is uh, a little more of a proven commodity. That was, you know, he's okay. that was okay. a surprise okay. to be sure. Uh this player is somebody who I did I had heard of them. Um, so I'm gonna go into Andrew Nemhart a little bit. Mm. Um, this is the rookie, rookie guard for the Pacers. Um he is currently 55% rostered. Um, he made a 48% jump um, from Tuesday to yesterday. We were recording this on Thursday, December, I don't know, 8th. Um, I believe, believe so. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I watched some of the tape from the December 5th game against the Warriors. And this dude does not play like a rookie. He looked poised. Um just confident and he's kind of relentless uh with the ball in his hands as a driver. Um, making just seem like he had exceptional decision-making uh skills for somebody his age. So the line um against the dubs, uh 31 points, eight boards, 13 times, a steal, five threes, and four turnovers. Uh, not bad with that high of usage. Uh there was no Halley in that game. Uh, he had a more modest but nice line on his first game back still had 32 minutes. And so I was like, like how, I don't know where did this come? So I went to his game log and I saw his very first game of his career. He played 30 minutes right off the jump, had 14, three and three with three triples. Um, So it's clear that Rick Carlisle loves this guy. And it was easy for me to, to, to see why. Um, So, yeah. So for me, so for me, that took the, the, where the hell does this come from award? Um, so yeah, he uh I kind of have him comped right now to a to Malcolm Brogdon. Um he looks kind of be the Brogdon of this draft, you know, floor general, um uh, coming out in the second round. You know, fell to the second round due to perceived lack of upside, I would say. Um but what's interesting is before transferring to Gonzaga, where he became a four year college player, uh he actually declared for the 2019 draft uh after he was uh mm-hmm. He was a, a SEC freshman, All Freshman Team uh, at Florida. So he was oh, a Florida. Really? He was a Florida Gator. Yeah, I did not, I did not know mm-hmm. that. Um, so listen, so listen to this. Uh, so his senior year at Gonzaga, these were his stats: thirty-two minutes, eleven point eight points. Right? Well, um, you know, not anything to indicate this was coming. Um, you got he was thirty-two minutes a game, um, eleven point eight points, five point eight dimes, three point four boards. Uh, 1.6 steals, 38% from three on 42 attempts, 87% free throw shooter. Um, But the last two weeks of his rookie season, in the same amount of minutes, basically, one more minute. Um, this was the shocking part. So one more minute per game. He's putting up 14.2 points, 6.5 dimes, five boards, 1.2 steals, 38% on uh, three from uh, 4.2 attempts. So, wow, so identical. Um, 75% from the stripe um, on low volume. But, like, yeah, I would say this guy's a revelation. Um, He looks like a winning player, and he seems like the kind of guy Rick Carlisle is going to attach himself to. So I could see the minutes sticking around 30 per game. Uh, Have you given much thought to this guy, or has it happened so quickly that you're like, yeah, I noticed, but I didn't get him anywhere, so I don't know.
1: I was shocked to see him come out. I mean, I feel like when he came uh, when he was kind of blowing up on the scene, which oh. happened, like you said, out of nowhere, it really happened when Hal Burton sat down. Um, It was like, wait, who is this guy? And then I was like, Oh wait, he's, he was that guy from Gonzaga who um, I don't know if you caught many Gonzaga games last year, but I caught a, a handful. He just seemed like standard fill in the blank kind of floor general type guy. Like um, a guy, just a guy. I mean, he was, yeah, I mean, he was there. In fact, like when I watched Gonzaga games, I was like, "Oh man!" Like last year, I was like, oh, "If they if they only had a better guard, they could have done something." Um, is is was my takeaway watching Gonzaga. So I'm shocked to see this come out. Um, and I that makes me feel a little skeptical. Um, that. It's this runs going to continue, but then again, maybe it was the system. You know, I mean, they were running the whole offense of 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 Gonzaga. Just, I mean, the whole thing was give it to give it to Timmy, give it to Chet. Um, you know, kind of just be set up the offense and and maybe, um, maybe he had more skills than what he was able to show.
0: Now, there's something to what you just said. I actually, when I was looking into this guy, was Zach Lowe had um, uh gavoni the draft expert jonathan gavoni on Mm -hmm. and what he said about uh kind of this jump in scoring from him is that at gonzaga he was facilitating the whole time you know running true point getting other people involved so he never had a chance to play off somebody like halliburton you know his biggest games have been without halliburton true but at going through the game log i mean he's putting up very respectable lines even in the games um with halliburton back uh, like yesterday, he, he had a good line. It was totally twelve-team re- relevant and usable line. Um, so I think, yeah, just not having to set the table all the time has kind of freed him up. And then um, when he's had to take on a larger role with Halliburton out, he already had the com- confidence to do so. So, um, so yeah, it's re- he's an interesting player, um, but a shocking player uh that i at this point i'm mm-hmm. saying must roster until further notice i wouldn't be cutting him just because halliburton's yeah. back i give him some time and um but yeah i am shocked to be opening right. a podcast yeah, right, it's, right it's yeah it's <laughs> did not expect to be opening a podcast
1: with andrew nimhart <laughs>
0: <laughs> and having people not turn it off people are probably like damn nimhart yeah
1: right yeah this isn't quite like our caleb martin talk from last pod <laughs> no
0: exactly uh okay so continuing through the waiver wire uh I got the Mo boys uh the magic bigs you got Mo Wagner uh 38% rostered right now 17% uh in the last 24 hours so he's been flying off waiver wires then you have Mo Bamba who is 41% rostered so 13% more rostered uh 2% jump in the last day um so just wanted to kind of talk about these two guys and get your impression um so, so flaming Mo Wagner's Josh Lloyd calls him. Um, the last two weeks, you're getting 11.3 points, 7.5 boards, 2.6 assists, 1.2 stocks, half a triple, 85% from the line for a big guy. Um, but he threw up a fat line yesterday. He started over Mo Bamba, who had been out with a foot issue, but he was back yesterday. Um, and Mo Wagner started over him. And Wagner had 20 points, 13 boards, three dimes, two steals, a block, and a triple on five of five from the line and seven of 13 uh, field goals. So yeah, it's, it shocks me that, uh, that Bomba still that owned. but I feel like people just kind of fantasy managers kind of chase the big stat lines that he can have occasionally. And there's kind of a name recognition, mm-hmm. but uh, kind of contrast the two, who would you rather have if they were both there? Um, how, how, also, how concerned are you uh, about Wendell Carter? Because this kind of ties into him. So just give me your take on the on, on the two Mo's, uh, who you're more interested in and kind of what's your Mo Bamba thing and what's your concern of Wendell Carter's, uh, the plantar fasciitis he's dealing with.
1: It's interesting when some of these uh, rosters, when you have, you think of like, oh, this team is so deep in one area. And then that, that depth is, is tested and then, beyond anybody else i mean that was the one thing with the magic where we were like okay their front court is awesome their back court is very questionable at best uh but they have a surplus of big guys and then all of a sudden there's just been such a rash of injuries i mean uh palo was out for a while uh Wendell carter just doesn't get back i mean and so it's um I've been, you know, I haven't owned any of those guys or I haven't like streamed any of those guys just because I'm like, oh, okay, it's only like a game or two and then right. these two guys will be back. But that's now been like a month that like so like different guys have just been in and out of the lineup. Um it's been pretty surprising. I I caught some of the magic game the other day and the one thing I was uh surprised about was uh uh The Ride of the Valkyrie, uh, the older Ride of the Valkyrie brother, um, the Wagner brother, that is, um, (laughs) for all you classical music fans. I was like, I don't know what Um, he's saying, I didn't know how to, yeah, that's a classical music, but, um, but, uh, the he's gotten huge, like, he's like, slow, yes, yes, yeah, especially in comparison to his brother, um, uh. But yeah, Mo Wagner is pretty massive at this point, point. Um, and he looked I mean, he looks great the other the other day. I think I still, if they're both available, uh, I mean, I view Mo, Mo, Mo Wagner as pure when injuries hit like breaking place like a stream, you know, like a last second stream, and maybe that's antiquated of me and. Maybe I am that name recognition guy that's going for uh, Mobamba a little bit more, just because. So, okay. That that just because of the stat profile a little bit. Um, but I haven't been. I haven't been itching to grab either one.
0: Yeah, it's int- I mean, Mo- okay, so in in twelve games in November, on you know twenty one minutes a game in twelve games, Mobamba who's had opportunity. Averaging under 10 Mm -hmm. points a game, 9.8, 5.3 boards, uh, less than a block, uh, 0.3 steals, um, and he's giving you uh, 1.33s a game. Doesn't even shoot 50%. I've always been intrigued, too. Um, Honestly, right now, he's in my uh, 2022 uh, NBA 2K world. He is... um, going to be the captain of the all-Star game and could win the MVP for the Seattle SuperSonics so I and I still am holding out hope for, for Mobamba to realize his potential but right now if I'm trying to get wins I'm I'm rolling with uh he's not good I'm rolling he's really not um so no, I, yeah he's, he's
1: not a good he, in a he's not a good real life player
0: and I love uh, I love Bow yeah. but the fact that there was no hesitation that the magic were like yep that's his rotation spot sorry sorry Mobamba uh, our six overall pick that, you know, this, added, I don't know. Who we decided regime. to
1: re-sign. That, that's the more questionable right. thing. is like, I don't understand why they offered him a contract and then why he was like, oh, here's this franchise that like has been marginalizing me at every step. Um, I'll re-sign with them. I, I don't understand both sides of that. I don't know why right. he's on the magic.
0: So let me, we don't want to spend too much time on, on the Mo's, but I, let me just tell you fantasy player uh at it is it is okay to let go of Mobamba uh let the dream die for now if he gives us a reason to believe which he did have 21 points nine rebounds three stocks and three threes on November 19th against the Pacers but that was you know three weeks ago so let's stop chasing here get some production in there um but yeah I'd say uh out of the Mo boys um I got Mo Wagner also real quick to wrap this up um so Wendell Carter Jr has been out since November 18th. Um, there was kind of a hazy report from the Orlando Sentinel that he hopes to return in one to two weeks um so we are kind of at that timetable now um and hasn't been an update so it's a little little fishy um so I you know I I'd, I'd grab Mo um one of the most I would grab Mo Wagner just until. Uh, we see Wendell Carter is going to actually come back on yeah. play games. So.
1: So I, I do want to ask you, like, while, you, while we're talking about waiver wires, um, I kind of want to get your overall uh, strategy when it comes to streaming guys. Um, by that, I mean, um, are you, do you value like max games, like get, like getting the maximum amount of games out of a player? in ge- or like in general out of that spot um do you go for um are you going for more just a quality of player versus quantity of games uh, how do you how do you balance that
0: well it, it definitely always depends on um how strong your team is um you know if you have one or two weak players you've been holding on to I think it's better to take a look at the beginning of the week and kind of plan out okay where where are the low volume days get yourself in a, a schedule grid of your choice um and you know plan out okay I can get a game out of this guy on you know Monday Tuesday and Thursday and then I can drop him for another player um if I have a couple weak roster spots you know I have different in our league of record I've had the opposite problem you know I have I don't have any weak roster spots you know I just had to drop Jabari Smith Jr uh, RIP Humble brag. Um, it was not fun. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so it just depends what your squad looks like. I'm uh, not trying to flex, but I'm just saying. Uh, but for instance, like you can overvalue the uh, the volume. Give you an example. Um, everybody was touting uh, Charlie Bassey, uh, the backup center for the Spurs, when they had a five-game week. Uh, Josh Lloyd was all about it. Uh, people were really pumping him up. And I got locked into him for five games. And it was underwhelming. Um, so I, you don't want to put too much emphasis on just getting uh, a number of games from a player, but you know, I really look at it like, what does my roster need? Um, and how much flexibility do I have? Like, for instance, I, I, we're going to call it for now the Kayla Martin line. I think, uh, you know, a player like Kayla Martin or, um, Royce O'Neill's becoming that again. Um, you know, last Mm -hmm. year was a lot, you know, a lot of these, uh, these, uh, these fantasy glue guys that when they start to drift off, you know, I probably would rather stream somebody in. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, yeah, just re- remain so, flex, try to remain flexible. Well, I mean, a little
1: bit, a little bit further on that one, then. So, sure. I, I guess, what do you, how do you, uh, value, um, uh, streaming in a guy early in the week, you know, so say you have a guy that has. Two or you know, like maybe two games or so, and you're like, okay, this guy was borderline anyway. I want to stream somebody in. Um, where do you put the value on um, streaming, like using your moves early in the week to maximize your play versus allowing flexibility, uh, you know, kind of finesse moves at the end of the week? Uh, how do how do you place that value?
0: You know, I have had a tendency in the past when I had a couple of roster spots to play with to be ready to pick up who I thought was the best available player as soon as I could the next week when that period began and my moves replenished. Mm -hmm. um, My strategy historically has been grab the best player available. Um, You know, if they have a two game week, you know, they'd have to be pretty damn good. Um, But I, you know, I always like to try to find the next permanent. If I have, you know, two to three spots that are weak. uh, I like to try to find the next guy who's going to become a rest of season guy for me. Um, so, you know, I, I usually put more emphasis on quality over quantity, um, but there's been times where, you know, I pick a guy up and then, you know, I drop him because something else comes along. And then at the end of the week, you know, I'm out of moves and I, I just need two steals or whatever. So, you know, I think I've, I've gotten a little more conservative um, and that feels good. I guess, you know, if you don't have a move left on the weekend, uh, that doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel great to go into your weekend games without Mm -hmm. a single move left. So, um, you know, I've been pretty aggressive historically. Um, So I would say I'll give a quick power rankings of of approach on the wire. Number one, don't leave any must roster players on your wire. If you have a weak spot and there's somebody out there that needs to be rostered and that doesn't necessarily, you know, like RJ Barrett doesn't need to be rostered. It's weird to see him on top of your waiver wire, though. So, you know, sometimes there's a player like that. Harrison Barnes is another one. Um, Josh Hart's another one. Um, I would always pick up one of those guys over trying to squeeze an extra game out of somebody who's a notch or two below. Um, But it just depends where you're at in the standings. You know, if you you only got one or two wins, you want to maximize games. Mm -hmm. Um, You want to make sure you have something left in your pocket. Um, But if you only have one or two losses, you can be a little more aggressive. Um, looking to get another, you know, must roster player. So you can maybe flip him in a trade, um, maximizing the value of your roster when you can, when you're playing from a position of strength. Um, but, uh, but yeah, what, what do you think about that? Um, and kind of what's your yeah, philosophy? That's
1: all, I, I like that. I like that a lot. The last question I, I had that I've kind of, I've gone back and forth on, um, recently is, uh, you know, so the day flips over and you, and you, you know, already you're like, okay, this is a, a low, you know, a low volume day. Um, you know, um, Thursdays Thursday, this
0: year, Thursdays do, have been bad.
1: All Thursdays. Yeah. It's... Um, it flips over. It's a Thursday. You're like, okay, I, I know I've been saving up my moves. I'm going to stream a guy on Thursday. Um, uh, how do you, where do you, what's your philosophy? Do you, do you go into Thursday or do you, you know, okay, I'm going to, Early in the day, kind of first thing, I'm gonna I'm gonna snag my first choice guy as early as possible, versus waiting to waiting to right before uh, game time just in case there's any sort of late injury, breaking news or anything like that. Um, I only say that because I I know there's been I've had a couple times where you know I, I you know at 8 a.m. or whatever 6 a.m. when I wake up I I snag whoever and then. Uh, then there's an injury update and I'm like, ah, I just kind of wasted a a waiver wire. But, um, so sometimes it bites you, but I'm curious to see what you, what you think about that.
0: Well, I can give real examples recently for where that can bite you and where it can't, you know, somebody in our league of record, um, picked up uh, Terrence man today, which I thought was a good stream. And then he was ruled out, I don't know, a couple Mm -hmm. hours later and you dropped him and picked up John wall. So he burned through two moves to get one spot. Um, that doesn't Mm -hmm. feel good. Um, on a low-volume day like today, like for instance, I uh, had a roster spot to play with because I um, had somebody slip into DeJounte Murray, who's out for two weeks, slipped him into to IL spot, and I picked up Tari last night uh, because I thought he was the best player on today's slate. So that was just all about that. Uh, didn't work out that great for me. Um, but uh, in that situation, I looked at it like, okay, I want what this guy I could potentially bring. I'm going to grab him now. You really want to know what teams you're dealing with sometimes, too. Um, you know there there are certain teams that are more likely to have ruleouts. Like, mm-hmm. be careful streaming Spurs this year. Pick pick your Spurs up. You know, ten minutes before game time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, right. just be Clippers aware. Do, obviously. Exactly. So I think you know the more sound philosophy is make that pick up as quickly as you can. But there's a guy you really want, and it's gonna burn you when you see that notification and your and your league mate picked him up before you, then you should grab him. Uh.
1: Well, that's really good advice. It's a it's it's interesting to hear. I mean, there's obviously no right way to do it, but um I think there is uh um uh, it's helpful kind of getting some best practices there.
0: Yeah, totally. You know, just uh it's all about a balanced approach.
1: Well, speaking of best practices, mm-hmm. uh it's not the strongest segue. That's all cool. um let's go on to the best practices in Canada. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Air Canada. Um
0: uh, yeah, <laughs> the Raptors endlessly intrigue you. So I'm really excited to see, um, you know, I've I've received Raptors rants over the years from you unprompted uh, for no particular uh, reason as far as like we weren't doing anything with it. So I, I can't wait to hear your first Raptors take on pod. It's about the Raptors.
1: Well, yeah, I, I guess I they're one of those teams. that I think I just have a lot of respect for because of their their culture and their ability to pu- like plug and play players um the heat or another one um i mean dallas has always been that way they're, they're memphis um there's a few of those teams that you're like okay oh, who is this guy they plug somebody in and you're like okay this is a must roster guy all of a sudden um so i think they're they're a team that you kind of need to pay attention to and i think some of that is because nick nurse uh loves to play a starter such heavy minutes that if you're in you're in that rotation you're you're getting a lot of minutes right off the bat so um but i've been i was curious and i wanted to get some of your opinions on some of these guys and kind of run through a few of them just to um to see because they've been a little bit slower starting than i think then than i expected at least um so see so i'm gonna i'll try to keep as quick as possible and feel free to just jump in um as i as i kind of hit these guys um but I'll start at the top with their with their best player, um, who is uh, Pascal Siakam, who has who looked like the first team All NBA guy uh, for the first part of the season until he got his injury. Um, it took him a while, took him a few games to kind of get back to it, but he seems to be now back to it again. Um, I think that that Pascal Siakam has been just, I mean. I've been shocked on how big of a leap he's, he's taken. And, and I guess I don't know why I'm so surprised because it seems like each year he's kind of taking a next jump on that. Um, I mean, he's averaging 20, basically 25, nine and seven. With 1.6 stocks and 1.33s on 50 percent shooting.
0: You know, I thought his career, I think one of the reasons you're surprised is maybe similar to me. Um, I thought it's at one point his career had kind of plateaued. Uh, so around the time that Kawhi left after they won that title um, and they put him in that kind of go-to role where he was kind of supposed to do the do everything player, um, he looked a little bit... Um, unfit for the par at times you know it it didn't seem like pascal siakam could be the best player and i guess that's a question as well like the best player Mm -hmm. on a blank pascal siakam could be the best player on blank i would say on a team that can win a single series um so his stats are incredible for fantasy um you know uh, Mm -hmm. just quickly pulling up his season logs um he you know that season i was referring to his first being the go-to guy uh 2021 season he averaged 21 points Seven boards, four and a half assists. Um, so the numbers have increased dramatically this year, even though they have more you know frontline pieces. OG's made the jump, Scotty Barnes is really stabilizing after a perceived slow start. I didn't think it was as slow as some people. Um, and it's just impressive. Well, um, let's
1: get let's let's get into that. Let, I let's, let's, let's get go. right into the Scotty Barnes one because that's one I was I wanted to hear your take on. Um, his rank. You know, season rank is 102. Um, You were mentioning he's kind of uh, stabilizing, but at the same time, um, he's ranked 145 over the last month. Um, You know, his his points are down off of last year. Um, The rest of his numbers are pretty similar. Um, His assists are up, which is great this year versus last year, but it's kind of come at the expense of of, uh, a higher turnover rate. Uh, which yeah. I've been surprised about because I kind of thought they were going to, uh I mean, and they kind of have been kind of focusing on him a little bit. And I was expecting to see uh, a little bit more of a, ju- I mean, le- which maybe is a, you know, an unreal expectation. I mean, last year he was so amazing uh that you kind of just expect to see that sophomore jump. Yeah. Uh, I've been, but I've been surprised to not see that yet, but I got, I got uh, to jump in.
0: I got to jump in um yeah i just think you and i don't we i we don't see this one eye to eye um so over his mm. last seven games he is uh the 44th ranked player um so uh he's real mm. okay uh, quite okay. a big difference that's right on his adp and so okay number one as far as the turnover thing you're accurate you know he had a seven turnover game recently quick soapbox corner i don't care about turnovers in fantasy and either should you uh, not just you, Nate Trunklein, the listener. If you're winning turnovers every week, I'm sure that you're not winning very many weeks. So if turnovers are pulling it pulling it down, that can be a chance to to go buy a player. You know, okay, so I told you recently we were talking about him, and you know, as I do roster Scotty Barnes in our league of record, um he's just always doing something nasty. So, so here, here is last uh, four games and I'm not going to read all through it, but I just wanted to highlight some things that make him fun to own. Uh, So December 2nd against the Nets, he had 17 points, nine rebounds, uh, three assists, uh, and he had those seven turnovers. So not a great line, but still 17, nine and three. And then his next game against Orlando, 17 points, 14 rebounds, uh, four assists, two steals and a block. Uh, His next game, 21 points, seven rebounds, four, uh, four assists, a steal and a block and then this last game yesterday against the Lakers 17 rebounds again so in his last two games this guy that you really drafted wow. for his assists upside and his trickle of stocks he had a 14 and a 17 rebound game so when you're watching him day to day and then against the, the Hawks a couple of weeks ago he had a 28 11 9 2 and 1 game um so he just always does something eye popping uh, he'll occasionally throw up a dud yeah. a, a dud for him looks like 8 5 4 with two stocks um, but if that's his floor, and then you're getting those kind of ceiling games. Um, so just keep an eye on his uh, ranking. I think it's going to continue to rise. So
1: you, she, you kind of you kind of more think that the rankings aren't reflecting how much value he's giving because they're they're weighting it down. If you did a punt, if you did, a if we went to like basketball monster, you did a punt. Uh, turnover is you're going to see a giant jump up. of what Yahoo shows?
0: He's averaging 2.5 turnovers and 67 percent from the line on the season. Um, So, you know, day to day, it doesn't feel that bad. Uh, He'll have a one of two game from the line, uh, four of six, a one of three. Um, So, you know, if you're not depending on winning free throws or you can incorporate that into your build. So you shave those two things off. I bet I bet if we punt free throws and punt turnovers, he's top thirty five. Mm. Um, so yeah, I, I think the perception on Scotty Barnes has been a little harsher than what it's the experience has been to roster him.
1: Okay, well that that's really good to hear. That's uh, um, yeah, I mean, that's that's nice as view from the outside. Um, a couple other guys I want to get to before we get to the uh, sec- the second main course of this conversation. Yeah, no, um, I think Malachi
0: Flynn's really is... good.
1: Yeah, well, yeah. I get seven minutes I want to talk about him but uh <laughs> yeah you know, he's i mean I want to talk about his dad not uh uh being upset with Nick nurse all the time
0: <laughs> I, is this a reference to Malachi Flynn's father I, I don't know I don't know yeah him.
1: well he was this was last year he's blasting Nick nurse on you uh, at, at all times for not for not playing my boy more this was that was a real thing
0: Malachi Flynn's father does but, uh, not need a forum
1: yeah 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 <laughs> um but, uh, yeah, jump through a couple guys. Uh, first would be uh, Gary Trent Jr., um, who recently made the move to the bench, um, kind of coming in, was a starter all of last year, um, and now is the sixth man. Um, his minutes seem to be pretty, pretty, uh, similar. Um, I think that's going to be definitely something to watch there. Um, so far, I think there's just been four or five games. It's been an equal move kind of no no change in value, maybe even a little bit of a bump a little bump as a, a little bump yeah I mean, and some of it has just been he's been shooting well since he's moved to the bench, which could just be a coincidence um but uh but I mean really if you're rostering Gary Jones jr you're looking for three pointers um you like the percentages and you like the steals. That's what you're getting, you know? I mean, he's, I think Gary Chen Jr. has had a couple assists over the course of his career, um, but I'm pretty sure half of those are accidents. Uh, so I think uh, in real life, uh, <laughs> it makes sense to uh, to bring him off the bench. That guy, man, I, I, I like Gary Chen Jr., but uh, if you, I'm sure the, you, you know the Raptor players know that if you pass the ball to Gary, you're not getting the ball back.
0: No, it's, it's a, uh, it's a vortex. It's kind of like Christian Wood. not, we got to get a quick wood reference in just watching him recently in a really important game. Every time he got the ball, he was like, it, you just, knew it." he was like, okay, you know, this is my time. This is my, like he looks offended, like, you know, because he thinks he's be shooting so much more. Uh, Gary Trent doesn't have that attitude problem, but yeah, it's the same general vortex. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Gary, Gary Trent's not someone I've spent a lot of time worrying about in drafts. I don't think I've ever rostered him. Um, I didn't think the Steels would be as sticky as they have been, meaning I thought last year it was a little random. All of a sudden he became, he was top 10 in the league in Steel, something like that. Um,
1: yeah, I didn't, but it looks
0: like it's stuck. Um, so yeah. yeah, he's
1: got the attitude for it. I mean, it's, I appreciate guys. Who think they're the best defender on the court, and he certainly does. Um, when in reality is OG Ananobi, uh, who whose steals have been insane this year, obviously. I mean, he's leading the league in stocks. Oh my god. Um, yeah, there's yeah, no need to spend too much time on him. I mean, his ADP was sixty one, he's ranked fourteen. Um, he's taken that jump that uh I at least thought that he was gonna be taking for the last three years and have been drafting accordingly. Right um and just been burned burned, burned until this year uh but uh uh but that's been great to see um to see him kind of be a fully realized version of of what he is
0: um well to be fair you yeah. rostered him this year and traded him so you know you had you you got him on the year yeah, where it finally came to fruition
1: and then i then i sold <laughs> And yeah, I sold him for Cade Cunningham.
0: So he start he started on your Oops. roster, and then whose roster is he on now?
1: He just keeps uh, moving around. He's uh, I you, believe he's on your your roster at the moment. That is correct. Yep. Um,
0: so we won't spend too much time talking about our league of record, but you got what else you got for them? the the Raptors? Absolutely fascinating. What else you got? about Chris Boucher uh, moment so, yeah.
1: Well, yeah, w- one more little uh um appetizer before I want to get your opinion on on Alaska who who's, who confuses me. Um just want to touch on Christian Coloco uh who has been um who's who's there who's now the Raptors starter. Um rookie starter, uh which is which is pretty cool to see. I mean, I uh token um, starter though. Token. I personally Yeah, token starter. he's getting 20 minutes a game, but yeah, still starter. Yeah. Yeah, um yeah, I'm I'm still a little hurt. I'm still a little uh uh disappointed. I I laid some money on him to be drafted in the first round. Um and he got he slipped just past that into the second round, which is dumber than it could be. Does your um, wife know
0: you spent money you know, on predicting Christian Coloco's draft round? <laughs> <laughs> That's r- savage. That's an interesting use of funds. <laughs>
1: Whenever I hit, I let her know. I used to stack right, right. line. I say, I'm providing, I'm providing for our family. I'm providing for our family. I, I don't I don't hey. let her know when uh when they're when the second or third best player from Arizona doesn't get drafted quite as high as I think he's gonna get drafted.
0: Dude, I got a good one for you. Maybe this could help with these situations. I thought this was awesome. Um so I'm a big fan of the uh, fantasy football podcast, uh, Establish the Run. Um Evan Leviton. Adam Levitan, rather, uh, is one of the best to do it. And he does listener questions. And so he was like, uh, he had a listener who had sent him an email and he was like, hey, like, I'm going to meet, you know, the in-laws of my my uh, fiance. Don't really know them. You know, I'm a pretty hard DFS grinder. Um, so I'm not really working right now. Otherwise, just kind of doing fantasy and stuff. And, and he was like, so what do I say I do? And he was like, just let them know that you you do predicted analytics. Don't call it fantasy; it's just predicted mm. analytics. And I was like, "That's good." Nice. And so I, I had a massage this week, and she asked what I did, and I said, "Predicted analytics." <laughs> you know, after you know hitting a, a a few G's on a DFS game this year, gave me a little bit of a you know in the green uh, runway to where I can feel like you know I'm in the green for a while. But um, but yeah, we, we're we're into predicted analytics here.
1: Well, I, on a, on a online poker, I hit a, hit a pretty big jackpot in 2005 or six. Um, I mean, for me, a, a moderate size jackpot, I should say. Uh, and then when I met my now wife, she said, Oh, like, uh, like w- what do you do? And I was like, Oh, I'm a professional poker player. Um, and, uh, that was just a uh, purely to mask that I was an unemployed guy living in a buddy's basement. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, so, so yeah. it works, it, I guess.
0: It's, it's a lot about presentation. Presentation. Yeah, is that's important.
1: true. So the, the last guy I wanted to touch on, um, with the Raptors is, uh, on fleek, um, oh, Fred on fleek.
0: It's very hip um, of you. I
1: don't know. Yeah, I don't know. if That's so cool to say. No, but, you're always uh, like
0: three or four years behind with the what was the one turnt turnt you were oh, still yeah. using like a year ago?
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I, I still use yeah. that. That's not cool. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I'm curious to see what what you think about this. Is this uh, what's up with him? I mean, this is a pretty big slump he's in right now. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's these. I mean, you pull up the numbers, but you know he's he's. 138th ranked player the last month uh, 152nd last two weeks yeah. last year he was the 20th ranked player Um, so I'm curious to see um, what do you think it is you, you think this is just a slump he's on or you think this is an injury I mean he's gone through a series yeah. of injury history the last year and a half
0: well I'll say this about Fred Van Vliet He's definitely been recommended in fantasy circles as a buy low. Uh, and he, theoretically, he is. I mean, his field goal, pers- his field shooting from the field is historically atrocious. And you would assume there's positive regression coming. Uh, but every time, you know, I've went to think about making an offer for Fred Van Vliet, I, something tells me not to. So even though he's technically a buy low, he's not for me. Um, I'm, I, I don't know if he's p- playing hurt, but he's been known to. Uh, have lingering issues turn into bigger issues. Um the workload that um has been put on those starters up in Toronto. Um you know he's Nick, still
1: top ten in minutes this season. Right,
0: exactly. So Nick Nurse runs these guys into the ground and he's the oldest of them and the smallest of them. Um and so you know knock on wood OG seems to be healthy this season finally. Um, but yeah, for Evan Vliet's a player that concerns me. So technically he's a by-low, but uh he's not a buy low for me as far as How You know, I wouldn't want to uh, give up more, you know, uh, concrete value for Fred Van Vliet because he concerns me. Do I think it will get better from here? Yeah, I do. I don't think you should panic if you have him. Um, But at the same time, if we had a is, you know, going to miss two months of the season power rankings where we just recklessly speculated players that we felt (laughs) like could miss time. Uh, You know, of course, AD will be forever. Number one Fred Van Vliet's top 10. Don't you think? Yeah. It's yes. a pretty reckless question, but I just mean, you know, so it's again, he's a buy low for sure. Um, but for my taste, I probably would just let somebody else hold him.
1: Yeah, I feel like we've. Just, it makes me apprehensive to see a guy uh, in this big of a slump. I mean, you see some of his advanced numbers, too, like in the paint of all yeah, the yeah. high volume guys shooting in the paint. he's the lowest percentage in the league this year. Uh, so something's going on um, and it seems like. If by my money, I I just wonder if it's more um, more than just a slump, uh, whether or not that's an injury that derails for the rest of the season, or it just uh, he needs a week or two to kind of get right. That's a big question, and I'm really paying attention to.
0: Yeah, I'd have a yellow warning light next to his name on my spreadsheets. Um, okay, so good Raptors talk. Uh, you got anything else on the Raptors before I get into a couple of rest of season would you rather's before we close? No, let's hear them. Let's do a couple of would you rather's. Okay, uh, they're just I'm just giving them to you raw. I'm not going to do any. This is this guy's stats, and this is this guy stats. I have some ranks on them. Um, who would you rather have? Just hit. You have five seconds. Spit a name out, and then we can break it down. Who would you rather have rest of season? Tyler Hero or Jordan Clarkson? Jordan Clarkson. Oh, it came right out. Okay. Uh so yeah, yeah Tyler Drew
1: Clarkson. he's he's the focal yeah. point of their of their offense. Uh, I kind of trust his uh ability to play You're not a hero guy. You're not season, you're not ironically. Yeah, you don't you've, uh, you've never been. A... I, well, I I you know I drafted hero last year. I uh traded him. Um I I like the I like the song by what's his name? Um No you don't. Don't uh, don't, don't the Josh Lloyd drop. Yeah, let's I, not sing well, it. No, what's his name?
0: No, I don't like that I one. I don't know the um, song. Everybody is a hero. True. Zero people shouldn't have a hero. Is that what you're talking about? No, 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 it's not. Um, okay, we'll move on from the Tyler hero song. On the song. Yeah, We're on, moving, on, on. moving yeah. along. Uh, <laughs> so Tyler Heros ranked 91st in 9Cat uh, for the season. Jack number... Harlow.
1: Jack Harlow. That's who I was thinking of. Yeah, you,
0: you love Jack Harlow. Um, so 91st on the season, 71st in the last seven days. So he's mm-hmm. been spiking up. Clarkson's been trending down. He's number eighty-six, so they're five spots apart for the season. He's number one twenty-four the past week. Um, Hero's rebounds been out of control. I know you don't own him anywhere, but have you seen his rebounds? He's it's Not been pretty crazy. Uh, he's he had a thirteen rebound game against Memphis, a nine rebound game uh, just today. Um, so throw, thirty-four points, twenty-six points. 20. He's on a heater right now. Tyler Hero is really hot. Um, okay, so we got hero there. Uh, for me, uh, I, w- I would have hero and you would have Clarkson, so I disagree. Um, okay, Natron clean rest of season. Who would you rather have, Scotty Barnes or Chris Middleton?
1: Mm. <laughs> uh, Scotty Barnes, I think, because I think they're really going to be conservative so far they've been really conservative milton's minutes um i kind of expect that to continue i think they've been doing that with all the raptor stars i mean Giannis has been sitting the second night at back-to-backs so that's kind of painful um so i think uh yeah i i i think i would i would fade middleton on this one
0: are you able to re- let me ask you a question. As someone who's held Middleton all year and didn't expect him to be out this long, does that make you more of an expert on the situation? So the take is more educated or does it make you too biased because you're emotionally attached to it? Because it's been annoying.
1: I think I'm too close to it to this point. Um, You know, and it's this is his first week back. The first game looked awesome. Um, And you were like, this is why I held Middleton this whole time. This is why I spent... You know, the capital draft capital that I did on him. Um, you know, and I've owned Middleton in previous years, and um, and I think he 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 always hits you with that, uh, you know, the stats don't blow you away, but the ranking does. And I think a lot of it is because like he doesn't hurt you in any area, um, he just strictly helps you across the board. Um, uh, and so I, to be fair, I'm excited about the prospect of both these guys going forward. I'm really glad to see Middleton back in action. I, I enjoy his game. I I've always enjoyed his game. I like kind of like to see a guy that was a second round pick, you know, blossom Um, the, but I do think that with Milwaukee being as good as they've been without him um, and kind of showing their depth, I think they're going to be, they're going to keep his minutes at a minimum where we just talked about Nick nurse uh loves playing high minutes. And so I think he's Scotty Barnes going to see 35. And I think Chris Middleton is going to see 30 Um and sit back to back. So yeah, I would take Scotty Barnes, but not, I mean, it's not like a blowout there by any means. You.
0: Yeah. I lean Scotty Barnes for sure. I, but there's a, mm, yeah, no, I got Scotty. Um Again, uh, I know you're, your settings alert Uh, that with IL plus, you know, having the Bucks stars, you know, get a, a GTD tag here and there. It doesn't hurt as much because you can pick someone up on it on one of their days, uh, on their off days and pick up a free game. Um, So that can be nice. Um, but yeah, Eileen, Scotty Barnes. OK, I have I have one more for you uh, that I've just constructed in my mind. Somebody who's on a bit of a heater Um, who I've liked having over the years and then someone who's. Uh, near and dear to your well, to your roster, uh, would you you rather have D'Angelo Russell or Jalen Green rest of season?
1: Mm. Um, Jalen Green has been terrible. God, Uh, he really is the (laughs) the case of uh, you look at his like if you just see his ESPN scrolling box score on the bottom of the screen, you think that guy is is the num- was the number 2 overall pick that uh I expect him to be it's ironic cuz they're both number 2 overall picks um but uh the uh, the most recent one I mean he puts up the the points are there the rebounds and the ass- and the assists as of have late have been come trending on. up yeah. um yeah the last couple weeks have really trended up um but uh the percentages are atrocious and the turnovers are he, I don't know if he leads the league in turnovers the last two uh, month or so, but I would be surprised if he wasn't one or two, or at least in the top five. Um, so I think, ah, geez, but D'Angelo is just really taking a fourth fiddle there. Uh, and he almost looks like a trade candidate, uh, with just how little impact he's having in Minnesota. So I would still take Jalen Green just because at least, you know, like it's a really specific build. You have to be like, I'm punting, yeah. like definitely punting, uh, field goal percentage and turnovers. Um, it's, but, uh, but at least you get like three kind of wow categories with D'Angelo Russell. You're just getting a lot of, like, He's not hurting you anywhere, but he's uh he's not blowing anything away. He's more gluey than anything.
0: Are you aware that over the last month, so a large sample size, D'Angelo Russell's the 41st ranked player in Yahoo? Is he really? Listen to these stats. Talk about not hurting yeah. you anywhere. 49% shooting, 49 over the last month for D'Angelo Russell. Wow. 88 from the line, 17.2 points, 7.4 assists, 2.2 triples, 2.5 rebounds, 1.2 steals. 4 blocks and only 2.5 turnovers 2.5 turnovers for him um and 4.4 turnovers for the last month for Jalen green um yeah. so you're getting a little more scoring and that's it um so it's in one of those ones where it's more fun to have him uh i i will say i'll uh, just kind of going back to some of our takes i could tell that you were selling yourself on Jalen green our, during the first two pods because our first two pods you well, A, you brought up Jalen Green both times, and you were just kind of like, I think you thought he would take the ant jump year one to year two. I was, I like mm-hmm. him long term. I think he's a fun player. Uh, he's very talented. Um, but that team is a mess. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I got to say, the I'm not. Is the mess.
1: And I, I also don't know if he's shocked. good. I liked his, I, I liked his opportunity and I liked his ability to put up, like, uh, I thought, I kind of thought he was going to put up a, Huge amount of hollow numbers for a bad team. Um, I haven't been impressed watching him in real life, but I kind of thought he, I, I guess I thought he was going to put up these box score numbers, points, rebounds, and assists. But I, I thought he was going to take a jump in his efficiency a little bit more than he did, um, which hasn't been anything. But yeah, I think I, even so, I mean, wow, I'm blown away that Russell's the 41st spike player uh who so are you taking i'm still taking i'm still taking Jalen the the most recent number two overall pick Jalen green because i think he has higher upside the rest of the way
0: okay i'm taking deandre russell and the reason is i think i can see how he fits into a dominant or you know highly successful fantasy team a little bit more this year um as to where Jalen green i feel like you know he he just where he hurts you he hurts you a little too much Uh, He's taking more off the table, I feel like, than he's putting on the tables he's helping you. Um, So I'm taking, he's, you know, I still think, you know, if you offered into me right now for, I don't know. Well, I don't, I don't know if that would work. Yeah, definitely taking D'Angelo Russell, but uh, hopefully he'll have a second half surge like he did last year. Uh, Look at us.
1: Really, uh, tables have flipped. I'm taking the (laughs) young guy. You're taking the, the veteran. This is, this is a strange situation we find ourselves in.
0: I've always had a soft spot for D-Lo. Um That's true. Well, we said this was gonna be a shorter pod. It was probably about an hour. I don't know. Um, so I got nothing else. You got anything
1: else? No, no, I, that was a uh, that was a good 20 minute pod.
0: <laughs> well, thank you for ever for all the feedback we've gotten from everybody. everyone who's jumped back in on the projecting the jump bandwagon. Um, we will continue to expand our brand and our reach here in the coming months. Um, but it feels good to get some consistency, um, get these reps in. Um, so thanks for your support. Please do remember to uh, rate and review if you haven't and to subscribe to this podcast. Send it to a buddy. Um, if you think somebody you know listens to the podcast in the morning and they haven't heard it, send it to them. Um, if they're into sports or basketball or if they just like cool guys. Um, but yeah, that, that'll do it for me, uh, for Nature Unclean. Uh, I am Flying J, and uh, we appreciate you listening. Later. All right. Peace.